This is your host Disha, welcoming you all to the second episode of Astronomy with Disha. During this horrible situation, I hope you and your family are doing well. And more than anything, I hope you have taken the COVID vaccine. Okay. Today I'll be telling a story to you. So call your family, gather in the living room and be ready with your popcorns and drinks. Let's go. Name of the story? It's a question itself. How was our home created? Yeah. You all know that, right? One day you thought, let's buy a house and you love this beautiful place beside a beautiful park and it's all natural and you bought it. End of the story? No, not at all. It didn't even start, dude. I'm not talking about your home. I'm talking about our home, the earth. Okay. So once upon a time, Queen Bang ruled the universe. Everyone called her Big Bang because she was the queen of destruction. She broke everything that came her way, like in Namjoon of BTS. And one day she decided she'll prove that because of her destructive nature, creation will take birth. And she did prove herself. Funny, but I didn't lie. Everything started from the Big Bang. But that's a story for another day. So, the world, our world. To know how it formed, we first need to know the formation of solar system. It all began about 4.57 billion years ago. And everything that happened here all started from gas and dust, quite like what we discussed in the last episode. The formation of solar system was due to the gravitational collapse of small part of giant molecular cloud. Now, most of the mass gets collected in the center. It was no exception here as well. Scientists believe that a shock wave from a supernovae may have triggered the formation of sun by creating a relatively dense region within the cloud, causing this regions to collapse. The collapsing mass collected in the center forming the sun. This belief came from the studies of ancient meteorites that revealed traces of stable daughter nuclei of short-lived isotopes, such as iron-60. This only forms from explosion. This indicates that one or more supernovae occurred nearby. The shock wave from a supernova was probably the reason for the sun's birth. And the rest of the molecular cloud flattened into a protoplanetary disk around the sun. Protoplanetary disk is a rotating disk-like structure made of dense gas and dust that gets created around a newly formed star. All the planets, moons, everything of our solar system formed from this disk. Confused? Let me clear it. Nebular hypothesis describes the formation and evolution of solar system. 
It is a model that was developed by Emmanuel Sudenborg, Emmanuel Kant, and Pierre Simon Laplace. It gives the exact idea that we just discussed. So far, how's the story going? I'll try my best to keep it at its simplest form. Still, if you are confused about anything, send a voice message, alright? The first step towards the theory of solar system formation and evolution was the general acceptance of heliocentrism. This is the astronomical model that places sun in the middle with the planets around it, the basic concept of solar system. But, but it was not accepted until 17th century. The standard theory of solar system formation, the nebular hypothesis, came in the 18th century. This wasn't widely accepted too. There were criticism. Science does face criticism, you know. The most significant one was that when compared to planets, it was unable to expand the sun's relative lack of angular momentum. Angular momentum is the rotational equivalent of linear momentum. Linear momentum is the product of mass and velocity of an object. However, since 1980s, when young stars were studied, they were observed to be surrounded by a cool disk of gas and dust, resulting into reacceptance of the nebula hypothesis. Yes, in the 1980s. So we understood the formation of the powerful king's son. Now, let me tell the gist for my young talents out there. So, there was this big cloud made of gas and dust. It was so big, 65 light years across. And it had fragments. Small, small fragments. The collapsing mass collected in the center and our favorite hero, Sun, was born. Then what about the rest of the cloud? It formed this beautiful disk around the Sun. And slowly, slowly, all the planets and moons took birth. Welcome to that. Now that we know how Sun was formed, let us come to planets. The planets, according to scientists, formed from the solar nebula, that is, the disc-shaped cloud left over from the sun's formation. The currently accepted method of planets' formation is accretion. Accretion is the accumulation of particles into a massive object by gravitational attraction into the disc. All planets here began as dust particles orbiting the protostar. Proto means pre. Through direct contact and self-organization, these planets, or rather dust particles, turned into clumps and later collided to form larger bodies. Over the course of next few million years, they grew in size and at last, through further collision, turned into what we call planets today. So, two types of planets are there. One are terrestrial planets, namely Mercury, Venus, Earth and Mars. And others are giants. Yeah, Hulk. Anyways, 
So these giant planets are further divided into two parts. Gas giants, namely Jupiter and Saturn, and ice giants, namely Uranus and Neptune. And after Neptune, the solar system continues into the Kuiper belt, the scattered disk and the Oort cloud. Right. Today we'll only know about terrestrial planets. Because the story is about Earth, remember? Okay. So formation of Sun, check. Formation of planets, check. Type of planets, check. Now, why are terrestrial planets called the way they are? Because they have all rocky surface. All the four planets. These planets are located ahead of the frost line and in the interior part of the solar system. Frost line lies right in the middle of Mars and Jupiter. So how were terrestrial planets formed? The same way all the other planets were formed. I just told you the part of the story, remember? Forgot? Simple. Just reply, okay? Confused? Send your confusion to me. I'll try to clarify. How? Okay. There's an option of sending voice replies somewhere out there. Just tap, record and send. Done. Yes, we are done. We are ending, right? That's because the story didn't end yet. It'll end with the death of our sun, followed by the solar system. But we are still living, right? So the story is ongoing. And the most wonderful part of it is that we are helping to write the story. And we are a part of the story. So what? How will sun die? Sun's energy comes from nuclear fusion reaction in its core, fusing hydrogen into helium. Wonderful, right? Eddington believed other elements are also present inside the star. When an evolved star, red giant, finally casts off its outer layers, meaning dies, Fred Hoyle believed these elements inside them would then help to form another star and another star system. How? Okay. I explained this whole star reformation process in the last episode. That is episode 1. If you missed it, go and listen for better understanding. And again, if confusion arises, just ask me. After all, I want all of you to understand the essence of this. Okay, and when billions of years later the sun will die, planets of the solar system will be then ejected into interstellar space. This marks the end of the sun's family along with the end of this episode. Let's try to light the dark earthlings. This podcast was brought to you by Disha. Keep an eye for upcoming episodes. Thank you.